Preparing for Pesach, Shia number 14. Rashi offers two readings of the plague of frogs. In the second, he quotes a tradition that one large frog came out of the river, and as the Egyptians hit the giant animal, it shot out streams of smaller frogs. Textually, the Medrash is building off a quirk of the Hebrew language, which can use a singular to indicate a group. Here, the Torah speaks of Hats of Faridea, literally the frog, singular, rising up over Egypt. But whatever the derivation, the image is of a plague that would have been less severe had the people left it alone. Had they only stopped hitting it after the first or second time that it shot out more frogs, things wouldn't have got as bad as they did. The Medrash seems to me to imply that the Egyptians insisted they could figure out how to handle this, as they did during the plague of blood, digging around the river for water. Their self-defeating arrogance led them to decide the plagues were an engineering problem to be tackled, finding alternate water sources for the blood and a way to kill frogs. They never found their way to the solution staring them in the face, which was submitting to Hashem's will and forcing Pharaoh to release the Jews. Perhaps one step more realistic is that they never found their way to asking Moshe sincerely what they should do. All the way at the end of the process, when the firstborn were dying, Pharaoh told the Jews to leave. But neither he nor his people could ever bring themselves to ask Moshe what their best reaction would be. We've already discussed the tradition that Jews were killed during darkness. According to Rashi, Hashem killed them in that plague so that the Egyptians wouldn't know about it. Had the Egyptians been aware that Jews were dying as well, they would have used it to convince themselves it wasn't the Jews' God bringing the plagues, it was something else. It takes a certain blindness to see a bunch of Jews die and not notice that it was a specific population, those who had refused to leave Egypt when Hashem called for them to go. They're also seen as blind to the fact that only 20% of the Jews were left after the plague of darkness. Chazal think that it's having happened when they couldn't see it would have been enough for them not to notice. Perhaps they were preoccupied with their own troubles, which were about to get worse. Or perhaps another of their flaws was that they only saw what affected their immediate interests. But the blindness I find most interesting is the one that would allow them to fasten on the one fact that many Jews were killed in darkness as proof it wasn't the Jews' God bringing all this on them. With all the signs offered, the plagues being predicted and ended on demand, with the Jews spared from all those. Jews dying during a plague when Egyptians weren't dying would have left them to insist that it couldn't be Hashem. When the Jews asked the Egyptians for their gold and silver, the Apostle says that Hashem put the people's favour in the Egyptian into the Egyptian eyes. The Ramban takes their readily handing over their prized possessions as showing that they looked well upon the Jews and Moshe, that they understood they had been wrong to treat the Jews as they had and acknowledged the Jews' worthiness of being chosen as Hashem's nation. It didn't last long, as we see at the sea. Watching the Exodus, we see how the Egyptians could have done more than they recognised to avert their own downfall. They were too willing to tolerate immor immorality without protest. They continued to be certain they knew how to handle what came their way, even when they manifestly did not. And even when dragged to certain truths, they were always ready to seize the slightest 
counter evidence to regress to their old way of seeing the world and building our picture of who we would have been in the story. We have one more reminder of mistakes to avoid. Give it some thought. It will change the way you tell and experience the story. Have a very lovely day.